When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Got my man Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together we're presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So we wanted it, and I guess we got it. We got the discipline and punishment when it comes to the Michigan sign-stealing scandal involving their head coach, Jim Harbaugh. The Big Ten just put out a statement not even seven minutes ago. Give it to a lie or two. He has been banned from the team's final three regular season games over sign-stealing allegations, but he will be allowed to coach during the week, just not on Saturday. It's as if somebody told him, if you do your chores, we'll give you a treat. You stay in the house. That's what this is when it comes to Jim Harbaugh <laughs> not being on the sidelines on Saturdays, but suspended those final three regular season games. It's always cool that we have Sam Acho the Sam Acho on Twitter. That's a great job. The ESPN college football analyst. And I can't wait to hear exactly what he has to say. He always joins us each and every night, each and every Friday around this time right here. So all that's been laid out. When you walked in with your two beautiful boys, you said, when did this come down? I said, literally like two minutes before you and your sons came in here. So now that you had a chance to digest in a short amount of time, what are your thoughts on this decision? I, I love this, the punishment. Here's why I say that. It's not overly severe where you're thinking, wow, woe is me and Michigan has no chance. And it's also not overly light where you're saying, man, this is this is um, this is a, a free pass. This to me is a fair punishment. Why? Because in the first three weeks of the season, who was suspended just like this? Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan head coach. He gave himself a self-imposed suspension for the first three games, not during practice. He could still practice during the week, but. On the game day, he couldn't coach. And so two things. Why is it fair? Because we saw it earlier, number one. Number two, why is it fair as well? Because it's fair for Michigan in some ways. I'll say fair, right? Michigan fans are like, it's not fair. But it's fair for them because they have the experience, right? Yes. They had their offense coordinator coach week one. Had D.C. coach week two. They had Harbaugh's son coach in week three while Jim Harbaugh prepped during the week and didn't coach. And so for me, I think it's anytime punishments levied like this, I feel like you want it to feel like, okay, it wasn't too heavy or too light, if you will. Right. I think this is a fair punishment. And also, I think it's, you know, let's say, oh, too heavy, too light. No, man. These are the three most important games, at least of the regular season, for mm-hmm. Michigan. And so for people who are saying they need to be punished more, I think it is a relatively fair punishment because now you're losing your head coach for not only Penn State, which is a top 10 matchup, but when you play Ohio State, which if you consider, if you think they're going to keep on winning, that's a number one playing the number one team so I, I love I love the punishment I think it's a fair punishment I'm interested to see how Michigan responds so Sam I want you to expand on that a little bit more because me and you know but I want you to give the listeners an insight on when you lose your head coach right and you look at the first three games of the year when it was done and it wasn't that big of a deal because of who they were playing but now when you have a number 10 Penn State you have a number one Ohio State on your schedule coming up in 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 two weeks why is that significant when on Michigan's side of things when your head coach isn't present there for you in, in games of that magnitude? Well, your head coach is the CEO oftentimes. Oftentimes he's the decision maker. Oftentimes he's the either voice of reason 
or a voice of encouragement mm-hmm. or a voice of excitement. Hey, let's go. Let's go. He's the leader for a reason. Right. And so he's an important piece, an important figure in and for a football team, specifically a college football team. Offensive coordinator is not the head coach. The offensive players look to the OC. They don't look to the D.C. The defensive players look to the D.C., defensive coordinator. They don't really have a relationship with the offensive coordinator. Special teams players look to the special teams coaches. But everyone looks and listens to the head coach, whether it's the team meeting the night before the game, i.e., like now the team is on the plane mm-hmm. to go to go, to State College to go and play Penn State. They're going to have a team meeting tonight. Usually you're looking to your head coach for your final encouragement, reminder, hey, this is who we are. Tonight, they may or may not have that. This news just broke in the last 15 minutes, 12 minutes. They may or may not have that the day before the game. And then on game day, when it comes to decision-making, when it comes to what are we going to do, how aggressive are we going to be, every program is run differently. But for the most part, the head coach is the one who makes those decisions. He's the shoulders on which those decisions lie. And so not having a head coach for a regular season game or playoff game, whatever game, is significant. But, and there's a big but, the reason there's a big but is – this team has experience mm-hmm. not having their head coach, period. They literally practiced this weeks one, weeks two, and weeks three. And to Harry's point, they were not strong opponents. Michigan going into last week had the easiest strength of schedule, or going in, I guess it was two weeks ago, the number, the easiest strength of schedule out of all Power 5 football teams. They, they, they put that schedule together. And so when that self-imposed ban was set, they knew they were playing mm-hmm. not very good football teams. Yeah. But now you have that same band, but now you're actually going to be challenged because Penn State and James Franklin and and hopefully Drew Aller right on for, at the quarterback for, for Penn State and their defense, Sharp Robinson, one of the defensive studs, I think he's going to be back healthy. They will have their head coach, their decision maker. And James Franklin has been criticized at times mm-hmm. for poor decisions in big moments. And so now all of a sudden, what an opportunity for James Franklin to hopefully make the right decisions in this one. Now, I will say this. I, I feel like I want to always move it forward. Mm-hmm. But we were talking before we started here, uh, Freddie. What if Michigan wins? Ooh, without, and, and, and and do it in a in a in a in an impressive what? fashion <laughs> without Jim Harbaugh. What if Michigan beats Penn State in an impressive fashion without Jim? What if Michigan goes and beats? I think I don't know who they. You know, the next week Mar- it's kind of Maryland. Like Maryland. Mar- okay, Maryland. Boom. Without Jim Harbaugh. What if Michigan beats Ohio State without Jim Harbaugh? I mean, imagine. Imagine. Yeah, just boy. imagine. Don't let me just, down. Just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> if Mich- Michigan, if Michigan should beat Ohio State and Penn State and Maryland without the head coach, eh? That is number one team, no doubt, no doubt. I can. Uh, the scene is set. Eh? The yeah. scene is set. He's on the plane. He gets the news. The text text comes through. And hey, you cannot coach. Ah. Uh-uh. <laughs> he stays at the, at, the, at the hotel. He will say you'll be watching at the hotel, just twiddling the what is it, American? They say twiddle the thumb or something like that. Yes. Twid, twiddling his his thumbs or fingers, something like that. Imagine he watched his team just dominate, eh? Dominate Penn State, dominate Maryland, dominate, dominate Ohio State, and then Big Big Ten. They maybe maybe they play. I don't. Maybe they play Iowa. Somebody like that. Dominates, <laughs> and then they go and they beat Georgia or something. Uh huh. 
That that will be a movie. This is a movie. You're laughing at me. Uh-huh. This is a movie. <laughs> it is. You're a right. movie. The a bad Netflix, guys. A Netflix series. No, it's better. More than Netflix. This is more, like yeah, like Ma- Ma- Marvel, 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 Marvel movie. Yeah, this like, is Marvel. Uh, this Avenger. Is, this is like Iron Man Four. Avengers. <laughs> These are the. Uh, they will get the vengeance. I just. You're laughing at me. Just wait. Michigan will win. They will win. Right. They will beat Ohio. Uh, beat Penn State. Okay. Beat Maryland. Beat Ohio State. No harbor. Wow. No, and and then and then and JJ JJ uh, McCarthy uh-huh. McCarthy, good quarterback, very good. <laughs> JJ will be maybe maybe Heisman, if I'm a voter right. and he wins without the head coach, Heisman, give him Heisman, just wow. give just give. It's a movie. I'll, I'll be Steven well Steven uh, Spiel, Spiel, Spielman Spiel, Steven Spielberg <laughs> Steven, Steven Spielberg will, will produce. They will get who who play who play Haba who play. They will have. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise will be oh no, no 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 Tom Cruise will be JJ McCarthy. Who will be Haba will be some some villain. Uh, Loki, Loki, the Loki player. Oh no no, uh, what is a uh, Batman? What is it? Ben. Oh, oh ben. yeah. Yes. Who the Ben? The Ben. Uh, the the guy who played Ben. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tom Hardy. There you uh-huh. go. Tom Hardy. That's <laughs> bestseller. Box box office uh, uh-huh. uh, number one. Oh Lord. Uh-huh. Put it this way, Sam Macho always does a great job. When he's the Sam Macho on Twitter, also ESPN Cowboys analyst, always joins each and every Friday this time with Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Stay on that villain tip because we know they're the villains in college football. It's never bad when villains are part of something. But if they are these villains, what is that going to look like if the villain winds up winning the story and the hero can't save the day in college football? Embrace it. Freddie, this is wonderful. This is majestic. This is beautiful because Michigan has embraced. I played against Jim Harbaugh, not not mm-hmm. as a player. When he, w- I played for the Arizona Cardinals, for, uh, drafted fourth round. For my first four years with, were with Arizona. We would consistently play San Francisco. Who was their head coach? It was Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh they right. were just as the same physical style you see. Although when you all watch the game at home, when you all watch it, there's going to be so much shifts and motions, like pre-stat movement by this offense. They did the same thing in San Francisco. It was so hard to defend. We're talking about all this off-the-field stuff. On the field, they are hard to stop, okay. period. Because, yes, they're physical, but now J.J. McCarthy, he's the number two in QBR in all college football, 92 or 92.4 or 94 point something in QBR. They're a really good football team offensively. And so that's one thing from a physical perspective. But from a mental perspective, psychological perspective, they've embraced that bad boy role. And so, yeah, take the accent and imagine it. Don't have to imagine anymore, y'all. This is a story being written. Okay. Your head coach on the plane gets suspended. Fight it all you want. Maybe maybe they you know they try to get an injunction and the Michigan just say, hey, no, we're going to delay it, have him play, have him coach. J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Zach Zinter, one of their offensive linemen who's up for numerous awards, like you name it. Like they are embracing the noise. Okay. And I think they're going to – I think I, I think Penn State needs to watch out. I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm getting a little bit overexcited right now. Let me no, not try to hype it that. up too no, much. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, man, if I was on the Michigan team and the whole world's against me, you've even heard Aiden Hutchinson, guys who aren't even yep, there anymore. Absolutely. Be like, man, this is, it's like, just watch. You can't say nothing. I don't think, I don't think so. I'm going to ask you about a game. I'm actually here in Georgia right now because we're having college game day from the University of Georgia, Georgia Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin, Kirby Smart, they're facing off for the first time. Do you think Ole Miss actually has an opportunity in this matchup? I think one of the things that – that I'm intrigued about is Jackson Dart being a dual-threat quarterback and watching Georgia struggle with Auburn in their dual-threat quarterbacks. What are your takes on, on this football game? 
and the uh, college football playoffs implications? Well, they're huge college football implications. Number one, because this is the number two team in the nation playing the number nine team in the nation. There's a ESPN indicators talk about leverage like which game has the most leverage when it comes to the college football playoffs and leverage is something imagine like a seesaw right what game is going to have the biggest impact they use it in finance right when you're trying to you know people talk about different kind of investments but there's something called leverage and this game has the most leverage because if if georgia beats it Ole Miss has one loss Yep. And that's to Alabama. Alabama. They're a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. If Georgia, like, so imagine the seesaw, Georgia gets on and, and, and Ole Miss just flies off. Now there's not a question of who the number one team should be. Unless Michigan wins, maybe you can put them in the conversation. But now it's like, no, Georgia has a win against number 12, Missouri, now a number nine in Ole Miss. And now there's no more questions about their strength of schedule. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and they did it without Brock, Brock Bowers, the star tight end. Brock Bowers, one of the best players in the nation. He may play. He may not. You know, he had a tightrope surgery that we're still figuring out if he's going to play. But if he doesn't play, they did it without Brock Bowers. Absolutely. So that's a leverage. So, I, so that's kind of the outside implications. But internally, Harry, to your question of how do they do it? Or, or does Ole Miss stand a chance? Yeah. I think that Ole Miss has a chance, but it's a slight one. Why do I say that? Ole Miss historically, last couple of years, right, historically since I've been at ESPN, mm-hmm. man, they look great. It's 5-0, and 6-0, and then they meet Alabama. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Alabama brings them back to earth. Mm-hmm. And then they meet Georgia, and Georgia brings them back to earth. Like, mm-hmm. that's what you, you – I mean, like, well, now they're going to meet Georgia. But my point is, like, they look great unless they, until they play a team like Georgia, right. a team like Alabama. And I get it. I, don't, I think there's a, there's a stat, like, either Ole Miss hasn't – you know, Georgia – Kirby Smart hasn't beat Ole Miss or beat Lane Kiffin or something like that. I don't know. There's a stat out there somewhere like 0-2 or something like that, which I understand. But my point is my point in that Ole Miss beats up on the little guys, and now they need their chance to do it against the big guy, and they haven't done it yet. And so I I, I get it. Their pass rush has been so much better. I know they gave up 600 yards and 49 points against LSU, but that was a long time ago. They've gotten significantly better yes, since then. Have. I get all that. But I also understand that Georgia has won 20, what, 25 straight for a reason. And it's it's Carson Beck right now. It's Lad McConkey right now. It's their defense. It's their running game. And Ole Miss will need to play their best football. And they can. Yeah. But they'll need to play their best if they want to win this one. But Sam Macho, hit him on Twitter, the Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. More breaking news regarding Michigan. Michigan has filed an injunction against the statement by the Big Ten to keep Jim Harbaugh from being on the sidelines. Now we're really in now what mode? Because if you filed an injunction, that means that he can be allowed legally to coach tomorrow versus Penn State. This just got saucier. Oh, hands down. And and this was the expected move. If you've listened Mm -hmm. to some of the analysts and some of the reporters, it was expected that Michigan would file an injunction. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to give him my best shot, Harry. Freddie, y'all help me out if I'm wrong. But essentially an injunction or a stay – pretty much says hey I know you made that ruling but I it needs I, more I need to find more evidence and then some of these happen you cannot you cannot enforce this ruling yet essentially and if I'm right. wrong somebody talk to me hey Sam you're way off but that's what that is so essentially what Michigan is the Michigan hired lawyers Harbaugh hired lawyers some of the best lawyers you know in the whatever in the nation whatever and they said yes you're gonna make the ruling but it's not appropriate to make this ruling right now so we're gonna go back and forth in court and you cannot apply this rule until we get everything resolved i.e. Coach Harbaugh, until we get it resolved, he's going to be on the sideline. Some people said, hey, maybe follow, I don't know what the implication is, but a restraining order yeah, know, on, on the ruling. Yeah. But my point is this, that they're going to want Jim Harbaugh to be on the sideline for this game, for Maryland, and then for Ohio State, and then for the championship. And then y'all can figure it out either in the offseason or when the NCAA finishes their investigation because the 
because remember, the Big Ten is the one who's handing down this ruling. This is not That's the NCAA. A, right. NCAA is doing their own separate investigation. The lawyers for Harbaugh, Michigan, are saying, "Hey, y'all are y'all are putting the horse before the or the wagon Car- before the horse, yeah, the car before the horse." Yeah. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to wait on that investigation before y'all give me a three game suspension, which is a fair. It's a fair uh, reasoning. So why would Tony Petitti, Big Ten, Big Ten Commission, not do that? Other I, than being good, bullied. Good. I would say this. Here's what, here's what I would say. I would say one reason is this. The NCAA has certain rules in that they have to go through their own process. Mm-hmm. And, and NCAA, can, they can take a long time, mm-hmm. right? Remember, look at Reggie Bush, oh right? Look God. at all these over there, right? Pete Carroll was long gone when Reggie Bush and USC and all the issues of, you know, some of the, the improper things that were going on. But the Big Ten has different rules that they can play by. They don't have to wait. They don't have to wait for the NCAA. Okay. They can do their own investigation, and they can do their own. They call it's based on their sportsmanship rules. They can say, "Hey, based off of our Big Ten rules, Got it. our conference, our sportsmanship rules, you are breaking those rules." Which is why. Well, so anyway, so this is, which is why you could say, "Well, the Big Ten, why they didn't wait? They don't have to wait." Right now, Michigan's trying to say, "Well, if you're talking about sportsmanship, we're not the only people who are stealing signs." Mm-hmm. Others are as well. But I would argue this isn't, this isn't about stealing signs. This is about illegally stealing signs outside of the rules. Now, their lawyers would argue, well, no, you all said, the Big Ten, y'all said initially that you're looking at the NCAA's investigation. Mm-hmm. So why are, you, why are you not looking at it anymore? So that's kind of the – it's a little bit muddy, the water's muddy. And I may be a little bit, like I said, not a, making sure I'm trying to be as accurate as possible as I'm you know, talking about some of this conversation. But that's what's going to happen. These lawyers are saying, hey, no, you cannot – we're doing an, filing an injunction. You cannot enforce this law until we get some stuff figured out. So he's going to be on that sideline is what they're trying to say. In other words, the good stuff has just begun. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, 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 it's get, about to get saucy. <laughs> about to get. I, we've been in the sauce with this for more than a minute. Well, don't you, get, don't you get lost in that sauce, Freddie. I'm trying not to, but every time I turn around, there's a lawyer here, a lawyer there, here an injunction, there an injunction, everywhere an injunction when it comes to that whole thing. Real quick, before we let you get out of here, who's more an upset alert tomorrow? Is it number five Washington versus number 18 Utah or number four Florida State versus Miami? Washington is more of a team that's on upset alert. Why? Because Utah, Utah last week played Arizona State, I believe. They put up numbers and went crazy. Utah's a physical football team. This is why. Utah's a very physical football team. And Washington, I don't know if they've been t- – they were tested versus Oregon. Yes, they And were. they passed. Yes. But I think this is a different type of test. Utah – is playing with a backup quarterback. They're going to run the ball. They're going to play defense. That's who they are. We saw what they did versus USC. Utah finds ways to win. And so Washington, I believe, will be tested heavily because Utah's found a little bit of their moxie, even though Cam Rising, the starting quarterback, isn't playing. And I don't know if Washington – I don't know yet if Washington is ready for the physicality that Utah's going to bring on both sides of the ball. If they are, that'll help them not only when it comes to the college football playoff selection committee and their rankings – but also when it comes to the eye test, because people are seeing quarterback Michael Penix Jr. throw the ball all over the yard, but they're not seeing the defense for Washington. Washington gave up a, a ton a versus USC, and they, yeah. you know, so they're, they're like, okay, who are you? Who are you really when it comes to this playoffs, when it comes to the eye test, when it comes to another ranked opponent? Who are you, and what will you be in a, I believe, a really, really big matchup? U.S. Washington has more tests, I think another two ranked teams on their schedule. But this is, I think, one of the str- biggest tests outside, of course, of Oregon. Yeah, I, I would say one thing about this game as well. If you're Utah, right, like you mentioned, they're very physical. But at the same time, don't make the mistake that Oregon made, right? Playing those wide receivers, man coverage, and just giving them, you know, 
yeah. easy access to to free throws yeah. and free access, for touchdowns. Free make make Michael Penix Jr. methodically work the ball down the field and beat you that way. You can't give up the explosive in the home run plays, and I think Utah be straight. Yeah, that's what Arizona did. Arizona and Arizona State they made Michael they, Michael Penix Jr. wants to get the ball, wants to throw it deep mm-hmm. as often as possible, and so both those teams made him matriculate the ball down the field, yep. and you saw that w- Washington struggled in both. Though they won, they struggled in both of those games. Even versus Stanford, though they had uh, Penix had bigger big plays. Uh, in that one. So that should be the game plan. I think it's going to be the game plan for Utah. But at the end of the day, Harry, you know this better than I do. You can have all the pretty plays you want drawn up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Football is a physical sport. It's a mm-hmm. contact sport. Yeah. And so once Utah says, hey, let's give these guys, let's give Roma Dunze, their star receiver, some contact. Let's give Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, those other receivers, let's give them some contact. Let's mess up this seven-on-seven football that people want to be, and let's see if they really want to play. And we'll see because they got Utah at home this weekend, then at Oregon State next weekend. Never Top 20 matchup. Yeah, they're number 12 in the country right now. And then Washington State, the Apple Cup at the end. And Washington State, they can get awfully physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially on the defensive side. Like we mentioned, great follow on Twitter. Hit him up at the Sam Macho. He is Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst. Our Fridays are never complete when he does not stop by, so that's why he always stops by in Freddie and Harry. Yes, and shout out to my sons who that's are here right. as well. Caleb and Kelechi are in the building. <laughs> I love that, Sam. I, yes, I love that amen. you brought those, uh, those your kids to work with you, man. No doubt. Like no they'll never uh, forget experiences like that. Yeah, no, that's, that's dope. You're a great father, man. No, I appreciate you saying that. And um, I don't – I know we might have to go to commercial, but I, I think about I talk with, with you guys all the time. This is one of my favorite things to do all week. And I know I've talked about like, hey, you know, generational wealth. People talk this these phrases yeah. and think people think it's money. It's it's people. Absolutely. It's generations. You can't yeah. have generational wealth without the people who are behind you, your no children question. and your children's children. And so that's something that dawned on me as I was making a video for something. And, I, and, my, and my son, Caleb, walked in the video and he was like, oh, daddy. I'm like, no, nah, dude, come in because, like, you matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, of course, like, my wife, that, that starts with your parent, you know, your husband, wife, and, like, whatever parents. But it's like generational wealth starts with the generation. It starts with the people behind you. And even if you don't have kids, who are you passing your knowledge to, mm-hmm. your expertise, right? Shannon was in studio and producing, hey, teaching them, hey, this is what I do. This is yep. what – and it's like mm-hmm. that's how you build wealth, right? Like yep. your sons, your daughters, like that's how you build it, right? Like – and so, anyways, I'm proud of you guys. I love you guys. Yeah. Thank y'all for coming in. Yeah. And thank everybody here at ESPN. Y'all been showing them around. And um, we, I love you, Caleb, yeah. and I love you, Kelechi. And Sophia, who's not here, and Daniel, I love you, too. And my uh, wife, Ngazi, uh, I love you, too. Uh, fantastic. Sam, you, you can bring your kids by any time. Matter of fact, we can have like, yes, an outdoor family reunion. That'd be all right <laughs> by me. You know, you're always welcome, brother. Much love, as always. Thank you, sir. Oh, great stuff by Sam Macho, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Progressive Insurance. You can save a new bundle, motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. More on the Michigan fallout in terms of Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended for the final three games of regular season. Or is he based on an injunction that they're about to file? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Love Friday. Baby. For Big Ten, they're not turning up Michigan but they're turning out their coach. When it comes to Jim Harbaugh, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance on this Love Friday on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Can't wait to hear what you have to say at 888-729-3776 and the Dr. Pepper call the line. The Big Ten has banned Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh from the team's final three regular season games over sign-stealing allegations. He will be allowed to coach during the week but not on Saturdays, and reports are out there that the Michigan football team, led by Jim Harbaugh, is filing an injunction. Give us your thoughts at 888-729-3776. What's wrong with you? Why do they want to turn the Wolverines up, <laughs> baby? <laughs> they may be motivating the Wolverines up by having their coach out of the sidelines if that injunction is not able to be passed. Your phone calls in a couple of minutes at 888-729-3776. It is a big weekend in college football, a lot of big games. Not just Michigan versus Penn State or Washington versus Utah, but Georgia taking on Ole Miss. And each month, our own Jen Ladder from ESPN College Game Day, she will enter the Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van for a Coswell conversation. This week, she had a chance to sit down with Sports Center host L. Duncan on her Georgia Bulldogs. Who's that coming down the track wearing that red and black, still chasing Alabama when it comes to this, the L word called legacy? We all know that there's such a thing as style points. And when Georgia is on the precipice, or at least trying to do something that even Bama has never done, because let's be honest, like I can troll tide all I want. And of course, I always will. But everyone is chasing what they've done. The ability to not just get to the top, but to stay there. Nobody's been more relevant over the last 20 years in Alabama. If we are looking to take that next step and be that next dynastic program, like people are saying that we are, style points matter. And so despite the fact that, yes, we have an incredibly efficient offer, offense, despite the fact that our defense is amongst the best in the SEC, we just haven't had that statement, punch somebody good in the mouth, Florida doesn't count, and convince everybody, including the playoff committee, that they are the undisputed number one team. 
You know you're the big dog when one of your rivals of Georgia's Florida and, and L. Duncan, a sports center, goes, they don't count anymore. Wow. Mm-hmm. That interview from Jen Ladder with ESPN's own L. Duncan brought to you by I Mercedes-Benz. It is definitely true. That used to be that now somewhere else. Interview brought to you by the Mercedes-Benz ESPN College Football Podcast Sprinter. Coming soon to a game near you. Don't forget to visit mbvans.com slash Sprinter Labs to learn more. Find the full interview at ESPN's College Football YouTube channel or Monday's College Game Day podcast. Now, meanwhile, back in Michigan, the plane the plane's supposed to land sooner or later because they're going to play Penn State as a top 10 matchup is going to happen. The question now becomes, is Jim Harbaugh going to be on the sidelines? The Big Ten put out a statement today that he is suspended for the final three regular season games because of his quote-unquote involvement, part of the sign-stealing scandal when it comes to Michigan football. Part of that letter, according to Adam Rittenberg, ESPN Cosball Insider, part of the Big Ten's letter to Michigan today imposing the disciplines it also noted that Michigan never denied that the imper- impermissible scheme occurred. Also acknowledging no evidence against Coach Jim Harbaugh, this is an institutional penalty that Jim Harbaugh will serve. Essentially, they're saying that we can't lead it back to him, but because he's the football coach, somebody's going to be thrown on the sword, and that guy is Jim Harbaugh, the head coach of Michigan, per injunction that apparently has been filed. Yeah, and that's the rule, right? Even if you're the head coach and you don't have knowledge of it, you are responsible for everything that goes on in your program. And I I firmly believe that if you are the head coach of these programs and leading these young men, that you should know everything that's going on within your program, from your coaching staff, from Mm -hmm. players to other staff uh, around um, that organization or that college institution. I, I think you should be in the know of everything happening. So that's why I am with that. So as far as them making that statement and saying that, I have no problem with that Mm -hmm. because I firmly believe every coach who's in a position, uh, head coach over whether it's baseball, basketball, football, track, doesn't matter what it is, you have an obligation to know everything that's going on within your program. I firmly believe there's no way that this continued over multiple months and multiple years and Jim Harbaugh did not know about it. But I also know this, there are plenty of other schools that are thinking, whew, I'm glad they caught Michigan. So we're doing this. We better knock it off <laughs> because we could be next. He already, they already named names earlier this week when it came to Ohio State and <laughs> Purdue and Rutgers. I guarantee you there are plenty of schools, and not just in the Big Ten, but plenty of schools around the country going, whew, man, I'm glad to go out to Michigan. Hey, if we're doing this. We better knock this off because somebody is going to get caught especially when they were as brazen, allegedly, that they were. Not just for one game, not just for one month, but over years doing this based on one person. I'm refusing to believe that one person went rogue against the wishes of Michigan football, whether Jim Harbaugh, you can tie that to him or have that trail lead back to him or not. I'll say the biggest thing for me out of this whole ordeal, Freddie, is that they didn't punish these young kings from being able to contend or compete for a national championship. That's what I didn't want to happen, especially with the way that these young men are performing on the football field right now at a high level, um, no matter what the magnitude is. I'm glad that if they were going to issue a punishment, it was for the head coach and not these young student athletes. Michigan should be lucky this happened November 10th and not September 1st. We could be having a whole different conversation about not being allowed to compete for a championship and not just in the Big Ten. Tim in Texas, thanks for hitting us up on Freddie and Harry on the Dr. Pepper call online on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Tim, what you got, my friend, about this Michigan situation? 
first of all, Freddie, you're the best. Harry, y'all, they put y'all in the right slot. Let me tell you, I listen to you every afternoon. Appreciate you. Anyway, this is down the road. Check out the money. Follow the money on this deal being filed. And I made a comment about where that Cayman bank account might be for the Mr. Patino or whoever pulled this stuff off today because this is absolute craziness. I have no skin in the game. I'm a UT fan, but this is crazy, and I feel sorry for Penn State tomorrow when <laughs> they put an ass whipping on them. I'll just hang up and listen. But... <laughs> I said this will make Michigan the most motivated team in college football because we saw how motivated they were early this year with a self-imposed three-game violation that Jim Harbaugh laid on himself to not be there. And I'll never get the look on J.J. McCarthy's face, but he was stone-cold burnt that that coach, that his coach had to do something like that. Now being taken off the sidelines, although according to Pete Thamel, ESPN Coswell Insider, Michigan has confirmed in a statement that it will seek a court order to fight the Big Ten decision that it calls hasty and claims it violates the conference's own handbook. And there's a story on ESPN.com, courtesy of Dan Murphy right now, Harry, on the next legal step. So whatever they laid down today, this question is still there. Is he going to be out there tomorrow based on this injunction? Either way, Tim and Tex may have a point. That Michigan team, they may want to name their score to send a message about leaving their coach and their program alone. Yeah, and I talk about all the time how head coaches and part of your job is to be able to connect with your players. Well, when I look at this Michigan program, that's one of the things that I've never questioned. Like, they love their head coach. Their head coach love them as players, not just players, but as men as well. So whenever you don't have your leader, if you're a player, and I know it would have been like that with me. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, we got to go out there and ball out for, you know, our team, uh, ourselves as individuals, and also as a unit. But they are trying to take away our guy, the guy that we respect, the guy that we love, the guy that brought us all here, gave us this opportunity. So we, we – like Tim said, we're going to go out here and put an ass whooping on somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coach Doc. And, from, and that's yeah. the mindset. Yeah, and believe me, that's always been their mindset anyway. It's going to be even furthered by what's going on involving the Big Ten and Michigan and this scandal and maybe taking their coach away for the rest of the regular season, not having on the sidelines, although he can't coach this team through the week. Don't try to figure that out. Coach Doc from Parts Unknown has something to say about this. Coach Doc, what you got, my friend? What's going on? I'm, what's going on? I'm calling from Houston, man. Okay. And I am in the grassroots efforts of coaching uh, youth youth sports. I, I, you know, I'm a high school basketball coach, but I've gotten into baseball here lately. But let, let, let me let me go let me let me go here. And we're we're all African American men. And what I want is I know y'all dads told y'all the same thing my dad told me, and I got four sons, and I've told them the same thing that you know. They, that I'm going to tell you. I'm responsible for you until I get you to your first year of college. So there won't, you know, if you do something at 16, I feel like I'm responsible. So I should know about it. But this is where I go off where I think the, they're going after Jim Harbaugh because they don't like Jim Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And Jim Harbaugh, I'm not saying that he may have had a notion of whatnot. But what he did was, okay, he probably said, this guy is trying to get promoted. He's trying to, you know, move up in the ranks of coaching. So he's giving all this information to Coach Harbaugh. Coach Harbaugh like, okay, man, he's doing his job. You know, not saying that he knew that he was doing, going to the extreme lengths of doing his job. My problem with it is 
that they're going after Harbaugh for doing something that Nick Saban been doing for a minute. Remember now, Nick Saban, he was, you know, taking kids on trips and things like that before Harbaugh's doing. Harbaugh just upped the game. Instead of taking you on a fishing trip, I'm going to take you to Paris. <laughs> so they're going after Harbaugh, man. This has nothing to do with sign stealings and whatnot and then Ohio State is worried about, hey, Harbaugh is so good. He has such a good eye for talent that you remember now he ain't got the, all these five-star recruits that Nick Saban and them have. He gets he gets the four and three and coach them up. That's where it gets slippery. When you start accusing people without evidence, that's where it gets slippery involving sign stealing, Michigan, who's doing it, who's not doing it, who got caught, who has not got caught. Believe me, I tell you, Harry, this is far from over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we thought it's been a long drug out process up until this point. Yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. beginning. Yeah. It, it has just started. No doubt. This is page one. Believe me, page 30 is to come. And a lot will have everything and nothing to do with Michigan football. Keep weighing in at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. In five minutes, we turn our attention to the National Football League. And this one particular team, if they don't put up or shut up this weekend, they may have a confidence crisis. And we thought we would not say that about that team. That comes to you in five minutes. We're also proud to recognize that it's Veterans Week here at ESPN. We honor all military personnel who are actively serving, veterans who have served, and those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. We want to make sure that military personnel and military spouses everywhere are worth ESPN's continued support of Disabled American Veterans, DAV, when it comes to career fairs that connects veterans and spouses with employers nationwide who are committed to hiring them. If you want to learn more, and you should want to learn more, visit DAV.org. That is DAV.org. More Freddie and Harry next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Love Friday. Your secrets in your diary. Get it, Harry. What kind of entry in the diary on Saturday night will befall the 49ers and the Jaguars that they play each other 1 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN Radio on Sunday? Part of put up and shut up one Sunday in the NFL with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance and ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So no lie, Freddie. Um, mm-hmm. When I was playing with the Falcons, right, we we had a vet on our team named Mike Peterson. Okay. Uh, played in the NFL for a long time. Linebacker. Man, yeah, Mike P. Mm-hmm. And Mike P. was in charge of the music in the locker room. He was the vet, right? right? So I remember there were times during training camp. I remember one day, man, it, 
everyone had had a dog day the previous day. Mm-hmm. And we and when I walked in the next morning, Mike P was there earlier than than normal, right? And and, and he was playing Alicia Keys, that song mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And it just, you know, set the mood for the locker room and the Absolutely. players walking Ooh. in to like hey, everything gonna be all right guys we, uh-huh. we know we just got our asses chewed out we had a rough day <laughs> yesterday but we we woke up this morning we good so i just every time nice. i hear that song man nice. i think about that moment yeah. from from mike, mike peterson shout out to nice. the og man yeah and alicia keys believe me anytime that alicia keys is on it's good for the soul it's good for the show and damn it it's good for the country as far yep. as i'm concerned and we'll see who's be who's gonna sing that sweet music when it comes to 49s on one side loses a three in a row and the Jacks with Jaguars on the other side they want to let everybody know we're not just waiting on the porch we are a big dog this year in the NFL George Kittle had a chance to be a part of an interview getting ready for that game part of football Sunday countdown with Kevin Winter on ESPN radio he says that they're going to break that three game losing streak but to not turn the ball over we need to get uh third and shorts third and manageables not play behind the chains and not have a bunch of second and first and longs. And, you know, if we don't do that, you're going to see the Niners offense because if you look at like the Cleveland game, every single drive was, we had like two or three penalties on almost every drive. I think we had 15 penalties in that game and the entire third quarter was just three and out, three and out, three and out. So that's not really Niners offense. Um, It's, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to have an offense when you're doing three and outs around the football field. You go to Minnesota, you know, we open up with a turnover. Yep. Um, You know, we got clicking there a little bit in the second half and, Hey, then we had turnovers at the end of the game, so it's 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 hard to have turnovers. And I'm not pointing a finger at the guys nope. who turn the ball over. It's just it's a whole team mentality. It's like you just we have to be better with the football. The words of George Kittle, the All Pro Titan from the San Francisco 49ers, talking to our own Kevin Winter, part of an interview that will be aired on Football Sunday Countdown on ESPN Radio. Harry, I'll throw this at you. Who is this a bigger game for? 49ers when it loses a three in a row, or a Jaguars team that believes they are a potential big dog in the AFC? Freddie, I honestly feel this way. I think it's a big one for both. And I'll start with San Francisco. Um, it's the next game. You just lost three in a row. You also want to show people versus, uh, versus an opponent that's won five games in a row that's up and coming in the AFC yeah. that you're still the big dog and you can still be that team that everyone has to look up to in the NFC, right, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? You've won five in a row. You want people to start saying, you know what, they just beat the San Francisco 49ers team. This is a team that we better start playing closer attention to because they have figured things out, right? And what was the mantra for them going into the season? Could they start fast? Well, they had a you know few blemishes early on. They figured it out in London versus the Atlanta Falcons and then been on a tear ever since then. So I like what Jacksonville is right now. For mm-hmm. San Francisco, you got to come out of this hole because you don't want to lose four in a row. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's a bigger game for San Francisco. I'm not going to say that you're wrong because you make compelling points when it comes to Jacksonville on one side and the 49ers on the other side. They can ill afford to drop a, drop a fourth straight game because it has to do with psyche, in my opinion. And a big part of their psyche is being the biggest, baddest bully in the block. And now you're going to go against a team that their defense is underrated. By the way, only the Kansas City Chiefs have a better record in the last 12 months than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They want to prove that they belong. You're the 49ers. You've already belonged there. The last thing you need is a four-game losing streak when all of a sudden you look around thinking, man, oh, man, we can't allow this to get even further and further and, and bring us down that hole when it comes to San Francisco. I can't wait to see what San Francisco team comes out. Because when they started fast, you can't catch them. You level them off, and it's a close game in the third quarter, all of a sudden things get really, really sticky involving a team that many people still believe 
can get out of the NFC or at least get to the NFC Championship game in San Francisco. Yeah, this is a huge one. You are right about San Francisco. For their next five games, you got Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Okay, Tampa Bay's going to fight. Seattle, divisional opponent. The Eagles, Seattle again. So you, you want to make sure you get this one if you're San Fran. I'm part of a football doubleheader on Sunday. Jags and Niners in the first game. Then my man Harry Douglas will be on the call in the second game with the Washington Commanders and Seattle taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Coverage begins at noon Eastern time at select ESPN radio stations. The old line is, if the blast don't get you, then the fallout will. That could be the case with the Big Ten and suspending Jim Harbaugh. That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.